At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Free Tale for Gamers, episode 25, I do believe. So we're good. We're halfway through the year of us starting the podcast services. Yeah. I'm here with Justin, as always. Hey guys, how are you doing this week? All right. A bunch of touchy topics today. I'm not, I'm going to call them touchy. They're not really touchy. Yeah, they can be, depending on the person. That's right. Uh, but starting off with no punches being held, Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony are not going to E3. So yeah, uh, the source here that I got was IGN, and it they got it from multiple knowledgeable sources that Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo won't be part of E3 2023, even though it will be the first E3 or well, in-person E3 in four years since everything broke loose a few years ago. Um, the E3 showcase will still go on without these three major companies. It'll be held in Los Angeles Convention Center show floor. But Xbox will also be having a event the same week around the same place, so just around town they'll have a uh, showcase of their own. So that's why they're not going to be there. But just Nintendo and Sony, they'd rather just do their own direct or state of play and announce games instead of spending a bunch of money doing a booth at E3. So it's just cheaper on them and get basically the same result, just announcing games. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to take that method too because, like you said, it saves money, it saves time. And, I mean, they're getting what they need to get done with their direct and state of play, which I mean, I'm pretty sure Xbox is pretty much doing the same thing, but like you said, they're doing their own little convention center thing. It just so happens to be this time, but you know, with just that past Xbox direct, we're going to call it an Xbox direct because they haven't really came out and clarified what it's actually called yet. But, uh, yeah, I say in the future going on that they will continue doing what they're doing with just that because everyone knows Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony. They're usually the, you know, they're usually the main headlines of the free. But why pay the extra money and time for everybody when they can literally release it out via online? Right. Uh, so Xbox is explanation is having it the same week i guess is that way it'd be convenient for fans and the press to just if they're at e3 just go ahead and come over to where they're at and you know do some articles over there but um 
that doesn't mean that some major game developers won't be there. Just a major company won't be there. So you could have some Capcom or um, Ubisoft or others show up. Bandai Namco, any of them may. I don't know if they are, but I'm sure there'll be something there, or they'll just shut the whole event down. So I just say companies that are are going to be there, like Square Enix is supposed to be there to hold shebang. So like the like you said, the developers, but the actual main companies that everyone's associated with aren't going to showcase. Right. Everybody's the people or the companies that almost everybody's interested in is not going to be there. Basically. But that doesn't mean the show won't go on to survive a few more years. It still may go on, just won't be as popular as it once was. So I'm saying end of an era for E3, for sure. Yep, which is real. I guess that's the touchy part we was talking about because it was one of those things. Like, I know back when the first podcast first started, we was excited to see E3 was going to be back. And, of course, you know, never gone to one. But we just all the news and everything came out with it just for us to get hit right when it's around the corner now of the main free not being there. Right. And it, even never going, like you said, it's just exciting to look forward to it. But I mean, you can still look forward to the Nintendo Direct or the State of Play or the Xbox Direct or whatever that may be. But it's just not going to be an in person event like it was. Everything's going to. It's cheaper just to do virtually and that way you don't have to do any extra spending for decoration or anything like that. It's just cheaper and it's better for the company in a business sense that way. Yep. All right. On to the next one. The day before, which is a zombie survival MMO has a gameplay trailer. Yeah, so, I mean, I watched the gameplay trailer, and all I seen was a bunch of empty streets, one or two zombies here and there, and it looks really good. The graphics look really, really good. I would like to see some of those graphical glitches around the edges kind of work their way out, but I'm sure they will by the time it releases, but um, it looked very and I'll say for a post-apocalyptic game but that could change it could just be they're just showing the graphics in the world around not showing necessarily even though it is game footage maybe they're just showing the beginning of it or something you know what I mean so or like a game yeah so basically you see a bunch of empty streets and a woman walking because it's third person so um, it was supposed to come out in 2021, but it has been delayed numerous times. But the day before will be available for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X on November 10th, 2023. So, and it is a massive, massively multiplayer online game. So you'll be able to play with kind of like Destiny. You can play with other online people, even if you don't know those people. And I'm sure co-op will be on there as well to be able to play with your local friends or whatever. So definitely worth looking into. It looks very interesting, but just the gameplay, 10 minutes of really 
hardly anything but streets, and that's it. Is Destiny considered an MMO? MMO RPG, I guess. You say I always consider more like World of Warcraft as like a MMO, which I mean, a tech that's what the whole entire purpose of that is, but that just shocked me because I didn't really consider Destiny to be that. Yeah, I guess technically it is. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's why a lot I just of like just join your servers. Yeah, I never thought about it like that, which is a good point. I like I said, I just that. Yeah, like I said, the graphics were good on it for like Ashton said, there was very minimal there. But once it gets released and others starts coming out, I f- I think it'll be more like a obviously MMO version of Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I would say. I've never, to be honest, before today's, I've never heard of that game. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I will I say went, they gave that girl a booty. I'll say that. That is true, which I mean, I think that's pretty common with any video game female in today's. I think Fortnite started that craze mainly, which I mean, I know yeah, it's always been decent. Like you can always build your own characters and stuff like that, but just to have like base characters like at Fortnite is like the main thing because every single character that is female is every like a female character has a, a butt, and you know they did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh. Nice little fun topic after the touchy little subject that we had before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, got a couple free Epic Games this week. Yeah, so uh, the source I have here is Game Rant. The Epic Games Store has made City of Gangsters and Dishonored Death of the Outsider free to claim. And then it says, while revealing that next week's free game will be Recipe for Disaster, every Thursday they release a new free game to play. So that's pretty cool for Epic to release a new free game every week, which I honestly didn't know they did that until you sent this to me. Um, But if anybody knows Epic Games, they already have a ton of free-to-play games that are really good games. I mean, not just Fortnite or uh, Rocket League. There's a lot of other ones as well. So there was a lot, so I didn't list them all here, but just go check out their page if you want to see them all. But um, it is cool to see them release free games. Free games is always good. They're not always worth anything from anybody, but sometimes you do get some good ones in there. And Dishonored is a good one. Any Dishonored game, really, is pretty good for free, especially. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to in there. I was like, oh, Dishonored's on there for free. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know Epic had acquired them. I didn't either, to be honest. I know they have the Tomb Raiders now, or they are on their store anyway. Yeah, but as soon as I seen Dishonored, I'm just like, oh, they got bought out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they may have, or may, maybe they just allowed them to put it on there because GTA 5 is on their store, not for free, but it is on there. And I know. You know, Rockstar didn't sell it to him, so maybe they just have an agreement. Oh, yeah, that's possible, too. I didn't think about it in that light. I just figured since, I mean, obviously they came out with Fortnite, but, like, when they acquired Rocket League. Right, yeah, they did buy Rocket League. I know for sure 
they did that, but I'd say GTA five and um like Tomb Raider. I don't even think they bought Tomb Raider. I think it's just an agreement on there. All right. This one is kind of a uh theory based on a map, but do you think the new Warzone two map that just got released is going to be signs for a new Black Ops game? Personally, no, I don't think so. But um, I will read you guys the article in case you don't know what we're talking about. This source is also Game Rant. It says Activision revealed the brand new map coming to Warzone 2. This new map called Ashika Island will serve as one of the playable areas in Season 2, as well as reintroduce the fan favorite resurgence game mode in Warzone 2. And it says Activision's description of the map is what has everyone speculating it says originally planned as a resort destination development on Ashika Island was halted in the mid 1900s 1990s I'm sorry due to redacted and sterling work of redacted but publicly the reasons remain undisclosed since this time travel to and from the island has been heavily restricted and then somewhere in the code or something around that um, everyone has been saying that they seen that Call of Duty 2024 set for 1990 Gulf War background. So take what you will from this. Um, I have, I mean, I, I looked at the Twitter account that leaked it and they said that they seen it on there and they said that they predict that Call of Duty 2024, a Black Ops game by Treyarch, will tell us more of the story of the Gulf War. So we'll just have to see. I don't think it's true or at least enough information right now to say that it's true but that's just my opinion yeah i think it'll be more likely that there'll be a uh zelda themed thing since it's the sheikah island right that's right i mean microsoft's coming through with partnering with nintendo right now so I mean, it's it's possible in the future. <laughs> it's possible if that deal goes through, Microsoft and Activision, maybe see Link with Call of Duty or something with the Sheikah. I, don't know. <laughs> I seriously doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, that's about as likely as it is for the Black Ops equaling out the Black Ops right now, too. It's just as likely as that's going to happen. Right. And honestly, I love the Black Ops series but I don't think they should make any more of them. Like, they shouldn't make any more Modern Warfare series. We had the first three. Just leave it there. I mean, I know they already had Modern Warfare again, and now Modern Warfare 2 again. But uh, I think Black Ops, well, Treyarch specifically, would be better off remaking the first three Black Ops games, or at least the first two. But the third one was pretty good, too. The fourth one, not so much. But uh, the first three really needs remade and that would i think that would do them better than just trying to keep coming out with these new black ops games but they probably won't ever do that but maybe when the deal goes through microsoft will see more benefit in that instead of releasing a new call of duty every year which they said that they don't want to do if they do acquire them they want to put it on like a three-year cycle so. yeah it's nice makes sense definitely but time will tell it's all up in the air like i said 
the Zelda crossover pretty be pretty cool at this point. Yeah, it would, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, I give like it would be more likely seeing Microsoft's IPs on Nintendo platforms than Nintendo's IPs on Microsoft platforms. Sheik Island says it all. I'm going against you. Is that a guarantee? No, it's not a guarantee. I just felt like going uh, against you. You don't have that much confidence in it. Nope, never. <laughs> all right. Kind of sticking with Legend of Zelda to an extent. Nintendo Direct rumors when it's right around time for, I'm predicting this week if this podcast comes out, we should have a Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct out. So you're predicting this coming week? I want to say on the 7th or the 8th. Hmm. hate to tell you, Colin, but you're wrong. Is it all right? I have no, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> agree. <laughs> I could probably be wrong. I most likely am wrong. But uh, I have here in my notes, this isn't from any source, but it's from my opinion, my brain. Uh, everyone has been saying the week of February 6th, Colin, and that Advance Wars 1 and 2 will be shown and more info on Tears of the Kingdom. I believe that they will have a release date or even a shadow drop with Advance Wars because it was supposed to come out, I believe, last year, but real life events, um, they delayed it. So, it's been ready for a long time, but I do believe it will come out. It'll just be a shadow drop in this direct. They will finally release it. Um, yeah, I think they, like the Ukraine war was it? Yeah, it was because of the Russian Ukraine war. They delayed it. They didn't feel right releasing a war game in the middle or the start of a actual war in the real world. So I understand where they're coming from with it. But uh, I believe that they will show one more Tears of the Kingdom trailer or at least a little bit of gameplay footage, probably not a whole lot. So I wouldn't get your hopes up on that, but at least another trailer to get us excited for the May 12th release. Um, I believe also that there will be something Metro related, whether it be maybe an update on Prime 4, but I'm leaning more towards instead of Prime 4, we're going to get something around the Prime 1 either a release date or at least a little bit of news that it is a real thing that may be released in the second half of this year. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. 
Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. I'm just hoping it's more than just farming games this time. <laughs> farming simulators? Yeah, <laughs> there was a ton of farming simulators last year. Ridiculous. I guess everybody started developing them at the same time, and then they just all got done. And Nintendo just allowed all of them on the platform. So, um, I do believe that they will remind everybody of the upcoming Kirby Return to Dreamland. It is a remake of the original Wii game, and it, it comes out on the 24th of February. So, I think they'll show at least the trailer or just remind everybody that it is coming out pretty soon but to go against colin here i believe it'll be the week of the 13th more specifically i believe it'll be the 14th on valentine's day you think it'll be a valentine's day release i do like i said i have no reason to back this up whatsoever i just believe that it will be next week instead of this coming week it's usually within the first week of february so i'm still sticking to my guns in this one okay like I said, I'm probably wrong, but that's just how I feel. I don't think anyone ever has a direct thing. It's just a random surprise, literally up until like three hours where they're like, hey, yeah, we're going live. Yeah. It's usually that case. We're over here in America. We're usually asleep. Right. I'm wise. <clears throat> talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy early release for the PS5 users. All right, uh, the source here, GameSpot that I have. Early access for the game begins Tuesday, February 7th. So at the time of recording, about four days. For those who purchased the more expensive deluxe edition, the game unlocks at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time on February 7th on PC. On console, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S players can jump in at midnight local time in their region. So whatever time it is midnight in your region, you can play that on February 7th. Early. Three days early. I'm glad video games are going back to the whole entire early release because I remember when 2K used to do it. Yeah, and it was really cool whenever they did it, but... For some reason, a lot of games have quit doing that. Yeah, because what? It was like 2018 was the last time that 2K managed to do it. So it's been five years at this point, if I remember correctly. I think it was 2K18 because that's when we got it from the mall together. You pre-ordered it and I didn't, but I still got the early tip-off edition. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I believe it was, it was just a few days early, wasn't it? It was three days as well. Three days, yeah. So it was cool to see them come back with it here. And Hogwarts Legacy is definitely one that a lot of people are excited for, so it's a good one to do it with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, right around the corner at this point because by the time this podcast release was two days, and then it'll be out for early release. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, 
it's definitely good that games are going back to this. It could just be the developer mode deciding that they're going to release it three days early. But like I said, I hope video games start falling back into suit. And if you get the more expensive edition of the game, you should be able to have early access to it to get on top of everybody else. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's for sure. But with the 2K, it was even just a standard edition. You could get early access, which is cool. But definitely, if you get the deluxe edition, you should get something like this early access or a bunch of different stuff, like physical stuff, keychains, all kinds of junk, statues, whatever. They yeah, want to the pre order deals. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But in this case, it is the more expensive version of the game. Yeah. Normal people that just want to pay 60 bucks for it, you can play it when it comes out, is what they're saying. Pretty much. You basically, you're just paying for the early access. Um, there is a few other differences, but I'm not exactly sure what the differences are. I haven't looked into it all that much. We are terrible. <laughs> That's right. We're not just terrible gamers, we're terrible podcasters, too. Uh, a new PS5 controller update. I think everyone that owns a PS5 and has a controller for it, which, I mean, I guess that's pretty much the only purpose of having a console is the controllers. But, yeah, the new update, it's definitely, I think, everyone's praising that PlayStation has finally decided to fix the issue at hand. So is it a update for the controller itself? So it's, I guess, technically it's a software thing in general because I guess before, again, you don't have a PS5, but before you had to plug in your controller to your console through a cable to update your controller instead of just doing like Xbox does and you can just update it from the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, uh, I definitely... That's not what I put in my notes. Where was I you going? You talking, I thought you was talking about the new PS5 DualSense Edge controller that came out. No. Oh. I guess I guess they get double for the money. Go ahead and talk about that then. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's the PS5 DualSense Edge controller. It will be $200. Basically, it's Sony's version of the Xbox Elite controller. So, like... It'll have, like the Xbox Elite controller, it will have replaceable thumbsticks, but instead of just the tops of the thumbsticks being replaceable, it's the entire stick. So if one, like the mechanism down inside gets broke or starts drifting, you can just replace the whole stick and it'll be like a brand new stick. And then it also has stoppers for the back triggers, similar to the Xbox Elite controller. So like for shooters or different racers, you can adjust how far the back trigger presses down for the analog. So you can get a faster release time for uh, shooters or racers that use the typically use the back trigger for shoot or the gas. And then, as you would expect from an elite controller or premium controller, it will have back paddles that are programmable for any button on the controller. So, very nice controller for competitive gamers but at a very steep price of $200, which is around what the Elite controller costs for Xbox as well. So, yeah, You pay for that extra performance, though. Yeah, you do. And a lot of people 
that have got their hands on the DualSense Edge. I'd say it's a really premium feeling controller, which it should be for the price. But they said that they're really happy with it. And it reminds them a lot of the Xbox Elite controller. And now they can update it wirelessly instead of charging into the place. <laughs> into, right. Instead of plugging into the console. Right. I still would say that Sony was doing that. I mean, I don't recall that being an issue with the PS4 before, so I don't understand why they decided to have that the only way to update the controller starting out. Yeah, I don't I don't think that was an issue with the PS4. I could be wrong because I didn't have a PS4, but I know Microsoft had it figured out on the Xbox One, the original Xbox One, when it first came out in 2013. So I don't know why Sony is doing this with the PS5. It makes no sense, but good for them. They figured out they can update <laughs> it over Bluetooth. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time. I mean, I know Xbox and PlayStation users always pull on each other, but it just usually when it comes down to basic stuff like that, usually both companies have at the same time, like Apple and Samsung. Like it may be called a different thing, but usually they got it figured out to where, oh, yeah, this makes sense and this is the easiest route for everybody. And Sony's over here just like, nah, we got to plug it in. Yeah, I'm, I don't get it. Yeah, usually. Microsoft and Sony go hand in hand when it comes to technology being advanced. And usually it's Nintendo that's the one that's falling behind, but Nintendo doesn't care because they're still making a lot of money. So, yeah, it's, it's weird to see Sony. I guess Tango had them beat on that one because even the Joy Cons you can update over Bluetooth. Yeah, that's true. You can. So, I guess point one for Nintendo and Sony is back here in the negatives at this point. Well, I guess they fixed yeah. it so they're at zero. Yeah, they're back at zero. But yeah, good for them. Getting up with the times, 2023. Yeah. Sticking with PS5, you can now get Discord on the PS5. You can link your Discord account to it. Yeah, so uh, a new beta update, and it's out to beta members or however they do it that way. But um, yeah, it's the ability to join a Discord chat, voice chat on your PS5 console. So you can now join Discord chats on your PS5 and easily chat with friends on other gaming platforms. So I know Xbox enabled this a long time ago to uh, be able to use Discord for gaming chat. And Nintendo obviously isn't even close to doing this. But um yeah, it's to st- it says to start, link your Discord and PlayStation Network accounts from your PS5 console, and then use the Discord app on your mobile device or computer to get a Discord voice chat going on your PS5 console. And then it also lets you your Discord friends see if you're online or even what you're playing. So pretty cool to see, and I'd love to see Nintendo do this in the future. Probably not on the Switch, but maybe maybe fingers crossed on their next generation console. Yeah, we can only hope, but Nintendo is still stuck on making you use their own app if you want to do it. Yeah, and the app is only available for like four games. Mm -hmm. Smash and Splatoon and Animal Crossing, I believe. And then Splatoon 2 and 3. So about four or five games. Only on first one. So like 2K, we 
just use our phones. But if it was like Xbox, then it has a built in to the system way to chat with your friends. Yeah. And the Switch does not. Yeah. Nintendo, we just bragged about your last thing. Now we're dragging you down. Yeah. So it's up an uphill battle with Nintendo sometimes, but sometimes they do, they surprise you. Sometimes you just never know. We're going to hit them with the last topic or are we going to make them wait? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's not a long one. Marvel Wolverine game has been rumored. Yep. And what I have here, it will have a M rating for Mature, and it could release as early as fall 2024, or it could even release as late as sometime around summer 2025. So not a lot of information on it for the release window, but it is right it is rated m so it's going to be an adult oriented game and a lot of people i'm sure will be excited for this me i've never been a big wolverine fan marvel for me is basically just guardians of the galaxy other than that i'm more of a dc person but i know a lot of people are a big marvel fan but oh yeah i say it'll probably be Based before he's an X Men, so I say it'll probably just be him. But any point that you're, and I don't know if it'll be more of like a hack and slash type of situation or not. But just the thoughts of like blood and everything dripping off of his fangs because they don't even show that stuff in the movies half the time. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's a possibility. Especially which being that, which I don't know if it's necessary just a rumor with it too, because we're. Deadpool 3 is right around the corner as well. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman is going to be in Deadpool 3, so it's just like one of those things. I'm just like, is it correlating because of Wolverine being used in a movie right now, or if it's actually going to be in development anytime soon? Uh, I think it's come up early because he's probably going to be in a movie soon, so Definitely a long time to wait, at least over a year, maybe two years. It's so, almost years at this point because, I mean, if it's fall of 2024 at the earliest, yeah. you shoot, just, the just year started. Yeah. So, like I said, I think it's just more related to the movie coming out. But if they do go ahead and go through with the game, I'll. I'll probably be buying it just because I want to kill a bunch of people with Wolverine. Right. <laughs> I'm going to see the blood drip off of his wall or whatever. All right. I believe that is everything for this episode. Yep. So uh, we're live on Twitch again. So if you guys want to watch us live, um, just. Today we're a little early. We're not doing it at 9 p.m. Eastern time like we usually do on Friday. But um, we're going to record two today, so that's why, because I can't record next week. So join our Discord, and if you followed us, then you would know we're live right now. So it's kind of your fault. So join our Discord, our YouTube channel, and all of our other socials. Colin does TikTok, Facebook, and we have Instagram, which I haven't posted on in a long time. And 
What else? Mm-hmm. Social media wise, I think that's about it. I mean, there's Mastodon, which is pretty much just a, which Twitter too, but it's pretty much just a Twitter. gaming Twitter. Twitter, uh, buy our merch, support us that way. And if you do buy our merch, join our Discord, and we'd like to see you send us a picture of you in it. I'd like to see a supporter. Like, yeah. So. That's right. Other than that, I think that's it, guys. All right. We'll see you guys next week, then. Later. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.